just wanted to hear from you, uh, your thoughts on the local level of one, you know, what it's like to be a minority uh, in as to be a minority, a leader, and to not have any minorities in the audience um, when you're trying to uh, be effective and inclusive in your decision making for everyone. Thank you, Tia. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for um, and, and, and inviting me to be a part of this conversation. I think it's very important that um, a lot of us get involved in our local neighborhoods, and that means um, in any capacity uh, that we have, we need to understand that elections are local and that local politics influence our, our neighborhoods more than national elections do. And so I consider it a honor and a privilege to serve my local community. Although, you know, I have a role in the state, I, I really love the fact that I can be a leader in my own community and um, I can help influence what's going on in my community. Um, so being a minority, um, in my district, um, I would, I definitely think it, it is challenging um, because a lot of times, like you said, there are not people who uh, look like me that um, are amongst me, but I, I'm still responsible for making sure that I'm representing everybody in my district. And although there are a number of um, minorities in my district, um, I have to be able to represent everyone. And so um, I am actually the first township trustee that has been elected in my district in the history of Ohio, of Ohio in Franklin County for Madison Township. And wow. so having said that, um, I, I don't take it lightly for my role and I understand that I'm a pioneer, but what I would like to do is make sure that um, as a minority, we, um, we have an opportunity to not, op not just open doors um, for other minorities to come on the scene. We actually need to use I need to use this um, opportunity to help um, my fellow uh, community members understand what the role of a township trustee is and that local elections are important and to ask them to be engaged and involved because decisions are being made um, our police departments. A lot of people don't know that township trustees um, actually hire uh, police. They discipline police. Um, they're over our, our first responders. They're over the, um, the local fire department. They're over the local police department. They help with the roads. They help with the bridges. They help with the cemeteries. They legislate um, local uh, and enact local policies that affect your daily life day in and day out. And before I actually got involved in my local community as a leader, I didn't know it either. And so um, it is very, very important. And being a minority, um, I recognize also that most people are not even voting in their local elections. My race was determined by 23% of the electorate. And of the, 23, of the 23%, very few were minorities and the average age was over 50. So that tells us who's actually voting. So if we really want to make a difference and influence our communities, we need more people to not only show up, we need them to become informed, we need them to vote, and that's how we change from the, the bottom all the way up to the top. Thank you so much for that response. I've heard someone ask before that, you know, when people call, does it really make a difference if someone calls in and they, you know, leave a complaint or feedback? Does the, the response from the community have really any place um, in the decisions that you all make as leaders? 
And I would say absolutely it does. However, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And so unfortunately, you know, we have all these meetings. We have a meeting every month, sometimes twice a month, and we have a standing um, item on our agenda for public comment. But not only are people not showing up to the meetings, there's no one there to actually uh, voice their concerns. So because of that, a lot of things um, don't necessarily get addressed that actually people, um, you know, that they really want addressed because no one's necessarily coming. Um, and maybe it's just because, you know, they don't necessarily know that their voice is going to be heard. But I'm telling you, um, the decisions that we make are based on what's in the best interest of the community. And so one of the things that I've done as a township trustee, which hadn't been done before, is that we put together a local citizen advisory committee at my recommendation because I want to make sure that when we're making decisions, we're not making them in silos. We're making decisions based on um, what the community, if it's going to impact the community, we want to make sure that it's the best, it's in the best interest of the community, especially if we're talking about something that um, may involve raising taxes or um, doing something that's going to affect, you know, uh, the local schools or um, the police department or things like that. So it is very, very, very important that your voice be heard. And I think the very first way we do that is to become informed and to show up to these meetings. So someone else asked a question. They said, is it really necessary to call your state rep or county trustee if you know they're already supporting the cause you want supported? Uh, I think that it's important that they that you give them perspective. So they may already be supporting it, but perspective is everything. Um, we can't expect our local elected officials or our um, state representatives to actually um, be um, to be very informed. They they are more generalists, and the way that they get knowledge is from you telling them. Um, so you're more, the voter is more of the subject matter expert and they're just the voice that takes your, um, your perspective to the table. So a lot of times they may support it, but you may have some sort of perspective that they can actually take and get work done. So it is very important. And then it is a numbers game. So the more people they hear it from, um, the more inclined they are to be able to stand flat footed and, and speak um, you know, truth to power and get some and get some things changed. But if you if they don't hear your voice, then they can be influenced by somebody else. That's great. Thank you so much for saying that. Most of the people who came onto the call and filled out our forms were from Fairfield County, Licking County, and Franklin County. Um, I just had one last question for you before we let you go. Mm -hmm. So. We'll talk about the presence, you know, just the power of being present, being in the meeting. You know, I know right now a lot of things are happening that's virtual. Does it make a difference if someone is virtual or someone is actually there in the meeting and they're watching what their local elected officials are doing? I think the point um, at this point is to just show up, um, to show up, to be informed, um, to um, understand what decisions are being made that uh, affect you, and then being able to share. Um, what your perspective is so that, you know, decisions can be, you can influence decisions. So showing up, whether it's um, on an online meeting, on call, or actually coming to the meeting, um, the most important thing is that you show up and that you get involved and that you vote. Um, that's, very, that's what's most important. That's the bottom line. And that, the, and that your local elected leader knows that you're there. 
I'm sorry. It looks like someone had one last question. Uh, in giving your perspective, you know, since they are the subject matter expert, do you recommend that they give suggestions as well for how to implement? Absolutely. I think the more help that you can give a local leader, um, you know, understanding that leadership truly is followership. You cannot be a good leader unless you're able to follow. And so I think that not only sh sharing your perspective, but giving suggestions um, and then allowing them to tell you the big picture. So a lot of times, you know, local leaders or any leader, as a matter of fact, may um, hear what you have to say, but you in turn may not understand the big picture. So allowing there to be a dialogue, I think is very, very important. So it's good to bring something to the table, but it's also good to listen or ask the right questions so that you can understand what they're dealing with. Uh, and then that'll help you give better suggestions. Do you have any tips for building relationships with these people as you're attending these meetings? You know, what, what would be a good way to also, you know, connect with them? So I oftentimes hear leaders say, hold me accountable, hold me accountable. I think the best thing to do is to um, connect with them at these meetings, ask for their number. Obviously, um, it's public information and take them up on that because um, a lot of times, you know, they want to be good. They want to do the right thing. Um, but they don't understand um, necessarily what the right thing is if they don't have anything to measure it by. So they don't understand if they're being um, helpful, if, if there's progress being made, unless there's something to gauge it by. So I think oftentimes it is a two-way street. Um, we can't just put pressure on the electorate or on, on the community to get to know us. We need to actually avail ourselves to get to know people in the community. But when you hear a leader say, hold me accountable, do just that. That's good. Uh, and just one last question. Someone sure. asked, if you can attend limited meetings, is it more important to attend a county trustee meeting or a city council meeting? Um, so I think it really just depends. So the um, trustees, um, yes, it is in a county. So I think it just really depends on what are your interests. Um, if your interests lie with something that the trustees um, take care of, um, then I think you need to go to the trustee meeting. But if, it, if your interests um, lie with things that relate to like, um, you know, city services, then it's important to show up to city meetings. And that in and of itself is important to understand. I think, first of all, you go to all of them just to get an understanding of who does what. Because a lot of people just, you, they can't tell you who their local elected officials are. They may know city council, especially if you live in Columbus, but they can't tell you what a council member does. They can't tell you what a county commissioner does. They can't tell you what a township trustee does. They have no idea. So I think at first, just for um, educational purposes, it's good to, you know, um, and educate yourself on what these roles are. And then um, you will know in the future, as you have issues that come up, you'll know exactly who to go to and where to go, because you know that that is the jurisdiction for the for that um, issue of interest and you'll know where to go to get that addressed. Thank you so much, Dr. Reynolds, for your time today. I, I learned a lot. I didn't even know that trustees made decisions that related to the police. Uh, so this is great information, great knowledge. I know we just did like a rapid fire, 10 minutes on local government, but I really appreciate your time today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me, Tia. I love what you're doing. Keep up the good. Have a great day. You do the same. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. So guys, um, 
that that was Dr. Reynolds and that's not it. I just have one more person I really think that you should talk to today. Um, she is coming from city council and she's gonna talk to you about resources with city council and do some, uh, Columbus city council, by the way, and she's gonna do some Q and A with you as well. So prep your questions and I'm gonna grab her on the line here, Nancy. Hello, Nancy, are you there? Hello. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you can now. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. First of all, I want to thank you for convening this group. Secondly, I'm in deep appreciation of Dr. Reynolds. I thought she did a remarkable job complaining, explaining very complex things in a very short amount of time. Uh, so you know I'm having all kinds of electronic challenges here today. I've just called my husband's office to see if he can bring me his cell, so I may have to switch off. But um, Ms. Tia asked me to go over the basics of Columbus City Council. Yes. And can you just mind introducing yourself and telling us what you do with the City Council? Sure. My name is Nancy Pryor Sully. I am with Community Engagement at Columbus City Council. There are four of us, and each of us have an area of the city. So I have the south side of the city of Columbus, but we all take care of everything. So let's say you live on the north side and you've heard me today and you have a question. <clears throat> Let me give you my office number. It's 614-645-2010. And I'm gonna send a lot of information to Ms. Tia after we're done so in case you missed something. Um, the, the first thing I want you to know is that we are very uh, stressing very much the census. And so you need to participate in the census, and that's www.census.gov. As Dr. Uh, Reynolds talked about, voting is critical. We have, in the state of Ohio, had all kinds of roles purged. So if you think you are registered to vote or you need to register to vote and you are in Franklin County, I would go to the Franklin County uh, Board of Elections. Their phone number is 614-525. 5100, and it's at vote.franklincountyohio.gov. Um, Can you say that web address one more time? Sure. <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm sorry for my raspy voice. It's vote.franklincountyohio.gov, and the phone number during regular working hours is 614-525-3100. Finally, I'm worried about all of our health, and particularly as it regards to COVID. Um, I am pleased to let you know that Mo the Maloney Health Center on the south side at 1833 Parsons Avenue is ha be has begun a testing, including a COVID testing program walk-in. But you should call ahead, and their number is 614-645-3163. Three one six three. Now, as we regard Columbus City Council, you can find out who your uh, all council members serve at large, and the council members on are on the city website www.columbus.gov, and you'll see elected officials. You'll see the mayor, and then you'll see a list of council members, and you can click on each council member, find out which committees they chair, and who their uh, contact information is. 
Everyone has an assistant and an aide, and you should feel very free calling them about anything. So today my purpose is to let you know how you can access your council member. That's one way. Um, we are also, until the COVID epidemic, we were also in, well, I would say, we also had eight or 10 council community meetings uh, last year. This time you can also look at the calendar and see which uh, council members are doing which virtual community office hours. And in addition to that, each council member has hearings. Finally, you need to know that right now during the COVID crisis, we need to uh, access um, <clears throat> uh, virtually your uh, council members, their office hours, and the council meetings. We are currently scheduled for another council meeting week after next, and that'll be on virtually at five o'clock. You can access it through the web, you can access it, access it on government TV, and you can access it on Facebook. Should, be, should you be unable to attend, you can listen to it on YouTube and archives. So I think that's everything that Ms. Tia wanted me to cover. I, I mainly wanted to leave a lot of time for questions. You can also sign up to speak at these meetings by filling out a um, virtual uh, speaker slip. There are two ways to speak. One is to a particular uh, agenda item, a particular piece of legislation, and the other is to talk about something that you are concerned about, and that would be a non-agenda speaker, and you would still have to uh, file a speaker slip. So I think that's everything Ms. Tia wanted me to cover. How can I help? That's awesome. You just gave a ton of resources and I'll make sure to send um, what you, I put those things in the chat for those of you who may not be paying attention to the chat. Some of those phone numbers and website links are there, but I will also make sure that I email to you, email these things to you uh, this week. Uh, the question I have for you, Nancy, uh, is how, how truly accessible um, is, in, is city council, uh, the members, individuals, to people who may want to talk to someone one-on-one? -on -one? Because I, one of the challenges that people have, I'm sorry. I wanna, I wanna say they are very accessible. Like I said, they're the virtual community hours at all different days of the month, each one separately. They can also be reached um, via the phone numbers at columbus.gov. And I would also encourage people as they're at different things or with a one-on-one -on, -one on a council member at, the, uh, at their office hours, it's always better if you don't need anything to meet somebody at that level. And then when you do, they'll know who you are. But if it's a concern you have, please feel free to reach out to them. If you're shy, like most people are I know, please call me and I will uh, forward you the right, <clears throat> what's going on that week and how you can reach out. But you should be able to reach uh, either of their uh, uh, people that work for them on the phone numbers on the website. So what kind of issues would people bring to city council? Because Dr. Reynolds explained, you know, just the distinguishing things about going to uh, township trustees versus city council. What sort of things are, as examples, should we bring <coughs> to the Columbus City Council? <coughs> Pardon me. Thank you, Ms. Tia. I think that most people are concerned about um, basic city services, 
like trash pickup, um, like bulk pickup, uh, everything from snow removal to flooding most recently. I would also say that there are concerns that uh, a neighborhood may have that they don't feel they're being heard about, like uh, street lights or traffic lights. Um, and so it's everything from that to I am so, first of all, I'm so blessed to work, have this job and work for all the council members. Council member Priscilla Tyson just introduced the racism resolution this week, you know, how racism is a health issue. And so uh, it's things like that. Um, it's monies that you want the city to spend on a particular item, whether it be capital budget or general revenue fund. And I know all of this is really fast and furious, but um, please feel free to call me uh, outside of this call if I can be of help. So there's going to be, I'm sure, a number of activists and nonprofit organizations that come from this, and there, <laughs> everyone is always wondering where is funding. Can you just explain uh, what is the capital budget versus what is the general revenue fund? What's the difference? Sure. The general revenue fund is... Um, funds that city council uh, and city government receive from, for example, property taxes. Be because uh, we used to have a state and local government fund funding for the city um, that is no longer in existence because of the state house. So our funds right now are really at a bare bone um, level. We also have a rainy day fund, which we're holding off on because we want to keep it uh, as long as whole as long as possible, but um, so the general revenue funds would be funds that are uh, spent on um, garbage pickup and public safety. <clears throat> Most of our budget, 75% of general revenue fund budget, is for public safety, and that's for police, fire, their gear, their equipment, etc. Um, the um, Capital budget is for uh, buildings and uh, and uh, uh, physical things as opposed to uh, um, safety money. Thank you so much for explaining that. I've, um, someone had asked a question about whether or not the meetings are recorded or whether or not, you know, you can access some of the yeah. um, archives from previous meetings. I did find a spot on the website here. Looks like columbus.gov forward slash council slash toolkit. I posted that in the chat. Um, so Nancy, are, how long do you guys keep, you know, just some of the meeting minutes or how frequently are they updated? Is this in real time? Can you just give a little information as to sure uh, historical the data meetings are, the meetings sure the meetings are recorded and they are kept in the archives i think you can access them via uh youtube and i i think you can go pretty far back um there are uh, the public hearings are also in archive if you couldn't make it i know this week we had a public hearing for small business and because of the uh power problems and the uh, connectivity problems they start it started late so you can listen to that. Um, you can listen to all of the different um, events council has had um, from our uh, Black History uh, Week celebration last year to just about anything city council has done. So um, I think it would be particularly of interest, and maybe I'm not, but I think this is particularly important. 
of racism as a health issue. And uh, Councilmember Priscilla Tyson read that resolution into the record at the meeting uh, this past Monday. We're doing um, council meetings every other week. We have a, a meeting this week that is different. But on the weeks that we don't have council, we have um, virtual teletown halls. And that's not going to be this week. It'll be soon. And I'll give you the date for that. Uh, I will put that on the uh, I will put that on the email I send you. Thank you so much, Nancy, for your time today. I really appreciate it. it. Looks like I don't have any more questions from the audience. So I, I thank you so much for your time and for the education. That I'm you so provided. surprised. I got to tell you, I'm so surprised that there are no questions. Yeah, well, you but know, that's okay. Yeah, you, you've given us a lot of information. <laughs> so we'll look forward to getting all of those resources. And I did put the screen up so people could view the website and see what's available as Perfect. you were talking. So we're in a good Perfect. place. There. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I want this group to know that I will continue to um, be on uh, the caller, hopefully, on Zoom in the future. So, as I said, you can also call me at 614-645-2010, and I'll do my best to help you. She's very, very engaged, and she is one of the few people that <laughs> answers the phone in government. <laughs> so please you. make That's sure you keep that phone number. <laughs> We need, we've got to uh, stay connected with good people. Uh, so here's one thing I wanted to share with you all because again, you know, we can't, I know you cannot attend every meeting. And that's the reason why I wanted to pull together a group of people and we could divide and conquer to say who can attend trustee meetings, who will be attending city council meetings, uh, school board meetings, you know, legislative body meetings. And maybe you cannot go to every meeting. I, I am uh, requesting that we at least watch and take notes and report back what we see. Here's another resource. I'm going to share my screen with you. You can also go to the OhioChannel.org. So for those of you that signed up um, to watch our legislators, uh, because they're going to need this sort of support, guys. You know, there's a lot of bills. And the good thing is that, you know, I've got a lot of your feedback and the bills that are being drafted. I've sent off your recommendations to people who are wanting to collect that data um, and understand what are the sort of things that need to be enacted into legislation. So thank you so much for your feedback. But that's only one part of the process. Um, we've we've got to hold them up and let them know that you know we support them they can't go into a room and try to pass a bill and no one thinks you know no one's hearing or seeing the people who are being impacted by it so um, this is a resource ohiochannel.org you can watch the different committees you can watch the different meetings the same way we watch governor dewine live at two o'clock um, from ohiochannel.org you can watch the legislature so you can see uh, what these different meetings are and these different committees are and I would recommend that you go through them like there's a finance committee go through them um, and figure out which ones you want to participate in and then we'll be meetings for you to report some of the things that you saw uh, but we need you to be calling uh, the le those legislators so we need some people who are dedicated to calling and picking up the phone and leaving those voicemails leaving emails leaving messages on social media and saying that we support this and we are asking you to vote yes on this bill uh, again, this is going to take crossing partisan lines. Again, it's even probably going to take crossing over into um, other districts. So we need all hands on deck 
is very, very important. So I want to, again, thank you for filling out the survey. I just want to show you some of the results. And then I will let you go on with your Saturday because it's very important to me to respect your time. Ms. Tia, I have yeah. another comment. Sure. Um, I came from the State House as an aide. And what I want everybody to know is that you need to know who your state representative and your state senator is and let them know how you feel about things. They each have at least one staff member that should be taking your calls. Um, I, I, I cannot emphasize it enough how important it is for you to be, uh, to, for you to introduce yourself to your legislators and let them know what your concerns are. And I also wanted to tell you that the Supreme Court is also online, the Ohio Supreme Court. That's great to know. Hope you guys heard that. Uh, so and we want to make sure that those are things that we're watching too. So I'll make sure that I add that to our committees. Uh, what I would like is for people who are interested in leading efforts to please uh, email me or leave your information here in the chat um, because I, I'm going to need people to lead different ones and that person will represent in our meetings to report back what our findings are and what it is that we need to know as a collective effort. And again, this group has to grow. It has to grow to be effective. So please invite your friends. And I think that we'll just be doing this Saturdays at four o'clock. Um, it's very important that we are uh, connecting. We may do this more in between, but if you're looking and you're interested in leading, let me know that you want to lead and then let me know uh, what, what, which level of government you are more interested in, in watching and, and keeping an eye on. Uh, Nancy, you, you mentioned there's legislative aid. Someone asked last week, um, there, a lot of, and I've heard this a lot of times, people get very, very frustrated with, um, with representatives and local officials that when it's campaign time, it's election time, they see them. But when it's, you know, once the election is off, it's hard for them to get in touch with these people. Can you provide some insight as to how to break through that barrier? That's a great question. Having served at the State House, you, am I on? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Uh, having worked at the State House, I know how frustrating that can be, both to visit in person and to get somebody on the phone. Um, I haven't checked their databases lately, but there should be a way, and I know it's annoying to email. The um, other uh, secret you might not know is that the, um, uh, I will uh, put in the chat, or I will put, send uh, Tia the, uh, what do I want to say, the general phone number for the State House, and um, then you can call that and ask for a specific legislator office. Thank you so much for being willing to share that resource. Uh, well, I want to encourage Absolutely. you all because what's important, you know, a lot of people think that we need a lot of big names to get things done. And, and what I have learned from my time um, is that a lot of the people who really get the work done, you'll never know their name. You'll never know their name. <laughs> you know, I, I've seen people that are, um, you know, holding representatives accountable for making sure that uh, there's food in the budget for children, millions of dollars, and people are afraid of that squeaky wheel. Yeah, you don't mess with her budget, leave that money there. No one would ever know that this woman millions of children around the state of Ohio, but that's what she does. So 
it's a lot of the work that we're going to do behind the scenes. You know, we're grateful for the protesters for bringing awareness to the issues, but we need some people behind the scenes that are dedicated to watching and making sure and putting the pressure on these uh, elected officials for making sure that the things that we're protesting about are being um, actualized. Uh, Nancy, do you have any closing remarks? No, I just thank everybody on the line and I thank you for doing this, Ms. T. It's hard to believe that we've both been doing community work for a number of years and our paths have never crossed. So <clears throat> I'm grateful that they have. I'm grateful to be with you in this group and I'm so grateful for the level of interest. Thank you, and we're grateful for your work as well and for you taking the time out to be a part of this. And um, I will be making sure, and Nancy, you're on the email list. Uh, so guys, what I have is we're calling our group Policy Watch. Uh, you'll be getting emails from me, so if you see anything from Policy Watch, please uh, make sure that you share that. Um, and you'll be, just look out for an email from me. It'll be another form for people who are interested in being on a committee and people who want to lead a committee. So I want to make sure that I give you a good amount of data that you can be comfortable with so we can move this along. Um, I'll also be giving you a schedule for when these people meet or these sort of um, levels meet. Uh, there's a lot, I've noticed even like in Reynoldsburg, for example, they, the school board, they post their meeting minutes. So some people be, can just review some of the minutes. Some people can um, attend <clears throat> the live meetings, virtual meetings. Um, so we just want to make sure that we have enough people to be a part of this effort and some people that can make the phone calls and make the demands to say what we need done. Uh, we need that representation. It's not enough. I mean, minorities can't be the minority when it comes to justice. So we need everyone and there's no color on being um, well, making justice a priority. We can all call our, our legislators and our local representation and make sure that they understand uh, that this is important to us. Uh, it has to be because if you have opposition, that's who they're hearing from. Their job is to represent. That's their job. And if they think that the majority does not uh, reflect your values, they're going to represent the another side of this. So let's please speak together. Thing. Yes, please. I'm sorry, Ms. G. I have one more thing. Yeah. As you know, I announced that we have passed a resolution and our health department has concurred and we are working on racism as a health issue. The county commissioners did the same and now we need uh, everybody at the state house to vote on a resolution to acknowledge that racism is um, a health issue. So I would advise everybody to write and don't do a copycat letter. It, just even two lines is fine with your name and address, email, pardon me, and phone number. But let everybody know if this is important to you, to that it is important to you and you want to see it pass. Can you explain the issue for those who may not be familiar? Um, because that's that's been part of the challenge is that uh, some people are not aware. How is racism a health issue? Can you just speak to some of, of uh, the details? Sure. Sure. One of the things that uh, Mayor Ginther did was was pass a, uh, has created a department called Celebrate One. And this is an effort to get every one of our babies born to their first birthday. The disparity between uh, uh, babies of color and white babies is so disparate. It's a much higher percentage than the population is. So we have been working hard to make sure that these um, moms get to a doctor, have a place to live, 
have things to eat and those kinds of things. And it's called Celebrate Once. Um, we all know that, well, I will tell you that when I did a um, <clears throat> health fair for an African-American church, um, I was just the coordinator. I got lucky and got to be the coordinator. And the thing that distressed me the most was that people would come and they would even participate in, let's say, having uh, their blood sugar checked so we knew whether they, they knew whether they were diabetic or not. But they, there was nothing after that. That's why Mr. Gregory established the African-American Male Wellness Walk. The first year he had it that I was there, it was required that people who wanted to run or walk had to be um, checked first, had to have the basic five tests. I want to say that day, and you can correct me, we took eight to ten men, African-American men, who had no idea that their blood pressure was so high or that they were on the verge of a stroke or a heart attack directly to the ER. They were not even allowed to to uh, participate. So the from my uh, uh, vision is that many American African Americans don't have physicals, don't want to know if they have cancer because they think they have no way to pay for it. And there are so many other things available right now that we can help them help themselves. That's what's the problem. There's racism as a health issue uh, uh, because of the actual facts. And so um, we need that uh, to be understood at the state level and to be accepted at the state level. Thank you so much for bringing some awareness to this. Um, it's, it's very complex. Uh, there, I know the governor's put together a minority health strike force um, to speak to a lot of the disparities amongst minorities as it relates to COVID-19. There's many, many um, complexities that's driving those numbers. One of, of <clears throat> African-Americans not having good health insurance, You know, the black community also being the essential workers, the essential employees and can't afford to really just call off work. Um, them also living within close proximity to one another in a lot of their housing complexes and things, so they're not able to successfully socially distance. Um, then on top of that, you have the issue with, um, I'm hearing from Canton and Cincinnati, uh, there's issues with uh, hospitals who are not uh, treating the Black community with uh, the best respect or giving them the same level of, of care that they would give to someone else. Um, there's, it's, it's deep. It's very, very deep, and there are many, many layers and many levels, which is why this work and this committee is so very important. So we do need the pressure to be put on the state to support the efforts um, of, of making sure that we recognize that racism is a public health issue, and it's driving a lot of these complicated things that are happening. So thank you again, Nancy, for shedding light and awareness from the things that are happening.